This is your close personal friend, Lou Brutus, rock and roll raconteur, and you are listening to The Night Nerd. Not to be confused with Darren McGavin and The Night Stalker, which is something completely different, but if you're really a nerd, you'll check it out because it was awesome TV back in the 1970s. Welcome to the Nate Nerd Podcast. I'm your host Lance. It's Monday, so we're going to talk some video games. Uh, this week is one of those weeks that I had to go Google fun holidays, and I was not disappointed uh, trying to find something to talk about. Now, this week, in case you were wondering, we have Single Tasking Day, Be Humble Day, International Dog Biscuit Appreciation Day, Tortilla Chip Day, Pistachio Day, Polar Bear Day, No Brainer Day, um, all sorts of weird things, but... The one that caught my eye, it's Friday, February 26th, it's Tell a Fairy Tale Day. I love fairy tales, have since I was a kid, uh, because they're entertaining, and then as I've grown, you know, I appreciate the the form and the legacy, and everything is just beautiful. And I think video games are the perfect modern format for fairy tales. You know, that interaction is the same back in the day and i mean way back in the day it was a tuesday you'd be sitting around a campfire or something and people would tell these stories and some of them were fairy tales some of them were uh theological stories you know gods and creation and stuff and i just something about that appeals to me and i think if you're able to control it and be part of it you know, you can relate to it more. And, yeah, there's some video games that have done some amazing jobs with it. But there's one in particular that I think has done better than any of them. And it's one of my all-time favorite games. And it's Never Alone. Never Alone, it's a 2D adventure puzzle platformer type game based on the creation story of the Inupiat people. And... It's, one, beautiful. Uh, it's almost perfect. I mean, I I loved it. Eurogamer gave it a 10 out of 10. And it won, like, at BAFTA, um, Games for Change, all sorts of things. Because what's cool about it is, as you go, some of the bonuses you can unlock in things, it's this documentary, uh, uh, the people, the, the elders of that tribe being interviewed and telling these stories and talking about you know where they came from and so i that is exactly what i'm talking about in that we're playing a game having fun but you're learning stuff too and these stories instead of being passed around by campfire they're passed through a controller and if you haven't played it i'm pretty sure it's on game pass right now on xbox uh but it's on windows ps4 uh ps3 wii u it's even on iOS. Like, go check it out. It's it's amazing, groundbreaking on so many levels, and it's fun. That's another thing, you know. Educational games are few and far between, so to have something like this is is really neat. Another game that is completely fictionalized and not really based on anything, 
but to me has that timeless fairy tale vibe is the Ori franchise. You have Ori in the Blind Forest and Ori in the Will of the Wisp. These two games were Xbox exclusives, but now they're on Nintendo Switch. And uh, again, absolutely beautifully stunning games. You care about these characters. You want to know, you know, how are they going to get to to the end of the story? How is it going to go down? I mean, you're controlling it, but you have this drive to solve the puzzles and do everything. And Ori also not only hits on the fairy tale, you know, nostalgia markers, but also, I mean, they, they've straight up said it's based on stuff like the Lion King and the Iron Giant. So there you go. You know, who doesn't love those films? And just the the colors. I think that's probably one of the things that stands out. The way the colors flow with the story and the moods and emotion is something you can't get out of a, a campfire story. You know, they take it to that next level and just, it's really, really impressive. I, I, I yeah, I love it. There's a lot of games I love, and again, it's because of that. Um, now, there's other games, too, that are more based on traditional folklore and fairy tales. Uh, Okami is a awesome game that came out on Wii and PlayStation 2 originally, and then would go on to be PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, the Switch, and Xbox One. This game takes from a lot of Japanese fairy tales, and it's uh, you have this magic brush that you paint with. If you like Zelda, I guess it's probably the closest I could compare it to, uh, but it's not. I mean, it's its own game, and the artwork and flow and style is just engrossing. Um, you you get sucked up and you know I remember when it came out on the Wii back in I guess it was like 2006 uh, I was like well I mean this looks kind of cool most of the Wii games at that time had been you know Cooking Mama or Carnival Games 37 whatever it was this was from Capcom though and I love Capcom but it didn't sell well when it came out over the years, though, it has developed a cult following, and honestly, I'll be... I didn't play it on the Wii. I didn't play it till it was re-released on Xbox One, and I kind of hate myself for not playing it back back then. Uh, it got all sorts of awards. I mean, it was, like, best PS2 game, best action, you know, in the running for best game of show at E3, and the best action game. He um, got Game of the Month and IGN, Game Informer, EGM, Edge. I mean, you name it. Everybody loved it. It was a, a darling, but nobody played it. And I think it was because by that time we were kind of on the. Even though the Wii was new, you know, we hadn't seen a whole lot of really awesome game. You know, everybody's playing Wii Sports, and that was that was it. So, but. It's, it's worth finding, downloading, and checking out. Some other traditional games are like American McGee's Grimm. American McGee uh, did the Grimm series and the Alice series, which is really cool. 
because they're completely different type games. Uh, you know, Grim, looking at it, is a little more kind of cartoony. Uh, it was it's episodic, and when it came out back in two thousand eight, it was mind blowing because there are twenty three episodes. Like that, you know, normally three to six, maybe eight episodes is is what we're used to. But when this came out, it was just blew everybody away. And it's it's a lot of fun. Um, it's funny as well. It kind of has that a Rick and Morty kind of vibe to it. Um, and it was even though it looks like a kid's game, there's a lot more to it and a lot of you know your your guy turns everything dark like that's their power and they don't really want to but that's what they do yeah but on the flip side like Alice uh, American McGee's Alice and Alice Madness Returns these games they they stand out because I mean on the cover it's obviously Alice in Wonderland but she's holding a bloody knife on, on both covers. And so you're kind of like, what is this? And it's horror puzzle, uh, very kind of resident evil esque, which, you know, when it came out, uh, it came out on PC back in 2000 and then 2011 on PS3 and 360 and the sequel, Madness Returns came out in 2011 across the board. And, you know, just hack and slash dark, dark fairy tale, which I appreciate because a lot of the fairy tales we have in our minds, we have the Disney version of them. And we'll get, we'll talk about that later on in the week. Most fairy tales are dark, brooding, murdery, disemboweled, disembodied, whatever you want to call it. And so this game is, in a weird way, kind of more true to that. Uh, I don't know. It, it's strange. And then the last game I want to talk about is a fun little game called Fairy Tale Fights. Came out back in two thousand nine on three hundred and sixty and PS three. It's uh, you had all these characters you could pick from. It's a hack and slash game, and you know Snow White was there, um, Little Red Riding Hood. Jack of, of Fables, which we'll talk about him on Wednesday's show. And the the game, you either got it or you didn't. Like, it's weird. The ratings on it, literally, they were either like a 3 or an 8 or a 9. It's... I had fun with it because, uh, you know, it didn't take itself too seriously. And if you can find it, go check it out. It had a really fun multiplayer. Because, again, it was nominated for some awards, like... Uh, Best audio design, visual design, best, even best console game, it, some some award presentations. So, really strange game, but it was a lot of fun, I, and I loved it. Uh, and that so that's just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, you had if you want to get technical, like Puss in Boots, um, Sonic and the Secret Rings, Tangled, Fables of Wolf Among Us. Those are all. But those are based on, like, franchises and things, so I, I didn't really want to talk about that. Um, 
I guess honorable mention real quick, Cinders, like with the C, I-N-D-E-R-S. It's a visual novel. And it's you really it's a choose your own adventure. You know, you go through and you read and you read and you read and make a choice. Read and make a choice. And again, you're you're being put in the Cinderella story, but you're making it your own, which is it's pretty neat, you know, adds some fun and originality to it. So there you go. But let me know what are some of your favorite video games with fairy tale elements to them. Let me know in the comments below here on SoundCloud or on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, even on Patreon. Check us out at The Night Nerd. Follow me on Twitch. I might be playing some Ori this week or, or some of these games. Uh, and let me know what games you want me to play. But on Twitch, I'm Night Nerd Podcast. If you have questions, comments, concerns, you can email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. Otherwise, that's going to do it for me today. Again, my name is Lance. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Today was a fairy tale, you were the prince I used to be a damsel in distress You took me by the hand